0: Welcome to Real Money Talks, real strategies from the moneymakers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire.
1: All right, after that, Laurel, uh, boy, we have a really good idea what you're all about. Now, I got to tell you, moving from and jumping from solopreneur to entrepreneur is a big deal for a lot of people out there. And really, the rewards are incredible. Uh, and, and if we can teach people how to the value of being able to move and actually create assets that they could once sell, they could actually sell their business, and make a whole lot more money. And yep. it's a whole lot easier to do this, isn't it? Being an entrepreneur than a
2: solopreneur. It is. And I'm going to use, uh, when I ever hear the word solopreneur, I hear the word suffering because you can't <laughs> do anything by yourself, like just to run a company. So I'm just going to kind of jump in just to run a company. You need to market. You need sales. You need accounting. You need fulfillment. You need some operations. You need technology, oh. customer service. like, And you're going to do all this. <laughs> I'm, already <exhausted>. I mean,
0: <laughs> I'm already exhausted.
2: I'm like, <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> So when people say I'm going to be a solopreneur, because I just want to do this little thing, what they don't realize, and I'm going to use the word synonymously to it called the side hustle, because everybody's given a lot of energy to the side hustle. I'm like, again, suffering, like to do anything right, you got to give it some attention. You got to give it some focus, you know, from Think and Grow Rich to my books, The Millionaire Maker. I mean, there's not a book of successful people that say you can kind of halfway go in. You can just mm-hmm. kind of do a little bit on the side and all of a sudden it's going to be remarkable. I mean, you know, I actually, a lot of the, the language I'm going to use is side hustle to a hustle. Because <clears throat> to me, the hustle is an entrepreneur. Somebody's yeah, going to build a company, they're going to build a team, they're going to get funding, they're going to have a business plan. Like you don't need a business plan for a side hustle nope. or a solopreneur, or you just kind of get up and do some stuff. So...
1: Yeah, but you can only extend beyond yourself. If you're a <laughs> solopreneur or you're doing a side hustle, as far, you can only scale to the level of what your ability can do in an eight, 10, 12 or 15 hour day, yep. and that's it. The other problem is you can't resell yourself. When, when you built up this thing and all of a sudden you have this asset and then when you go away from the business, like being a lawyer uh, or even a doctor, it's like, whoa, 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 what do I sell? I have nothing to sell. It drives right. me crazy.
2: Well, and part of a solopreneur also is they tend to do stuff on the cheap. Why? Because you don't have enough money to pay for anything. Right. Um, so you're typically not making enough money. You don't have. You're not even working inside of a corporation. So if you really want to get rich, right? And for those of you who, again, really want to know, like I'm the Millionaire Maker. We're mm-hmm. three to five years is our promise. Uh, right now, with this volatility um, from the pandemic, I've got twelve month, eighteen months. 20 month, 24 month millionaires. It is not awesome. difficult, but you got to go for it. You have to have a company, an LLC, a limited partnership, S Corp, C Corp. And if you're calling it from around the world, I have taught these principles in every continent but Antarctica. It all is the same. I just talk in a U.S. conversation, but I'm married to a Canadian, so I say I'm a Canarican. So I know <laughs> you qualify. I know how to do that country too. <laughs> You're international, right there. <laughs> I'm very international, but it's so serious, Can like, Most people think they can just kind of do, you know. I, and I'm a, I, I started this whole thing and became a millionaire as a single mom. All right. I got pregnant with my awesome. son, Logan, who's now 22 and said, oh, I got to like get to it and did a majority of my whole, you know, development in this has been as a single parent. Yeah. So there's no way you do that as a solopreneur. There's no way you, you... do a little side hustle and I'm going to work at home for a few hours and make like why make ends meet when you can like make ends. I mean, you can make a make lot of money. money.
1: You must have had a compelling event to drive you, uh, your son. Uh, It to drive you into, hey, how am I going to figure this all out? I'd love to understand how you kind of took your earlier days and figured this out for yourself as well.
2: Well, growing up in a farm in Nebraska, I never grew up with this conversation. At 17, I was given the book Think and Grow Rich by Dennis mm. Whaley. I was at an event. I still don't remember how I got to the event, but it was uh, it was fun Given that book. And then that's when I was really defining, like, oh, my gosh, people think like this. There are people who read, like, there's another world that I'd never been wow. associated to. So from there, that led me to Bob Proctor very quickly. I mean, I was 20, 21 years old being mentored by Bob. Wow. And then, you know, through him, just met the gang right? I've worked with Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, Les Brown, you name them, right? That's how I got to The Secret. Um, And, you know, Sharon Lecter, 1996, uh, Bob introduced me to Sharon Lecter and Robert Kiyosaki. So I was part of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad team. I actually was the master distributor of the game. And so I just knew this was my path. Now, before that, I actually took a little you know, stint through the health world. I have a master's in exercise physiology. I built fitness centers on offshore oil rigs for Chevron. So I did the corporate thing for a minute, Mm -hmm. (laughs) hated it, wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I literally jumped out of a job into being uh, in the Rashad Poor Dad group. And then 1999 got pregnant and uh, knew I was going to be a mom. He wasn't ready. He didn't want to be a dad. So here we go rolled up my sleeves. And I said, I've learned enough. I know enough, but I, I do something inside my books, Ken, that's called sequencing. You have to do the right thing at the right time. So really early and getting kind of back to our solopreneur or entrepreneur, if you're not doing the right thing at the right time, just, and I start with corporate structure and, mm-hmm. I, uh, like literally inside, you know, and I actually have two slides I want to show some folks to give them just a Please. easy visual of what I'm talking about. So, Steve, if we want to jump to the employee versus corporate income slide, it's just a really quick slide that's just oh, to yeah. show everybody. How, because in a lot of ways you can say, well, I'm not an employee. Yeah, but being a solopreneur, it's almost the same because you you're you're operating under your social security number.
1: You absolutely are, you know, and unfortunately in the world, I was just talking to a friend literally last night and I said to them, it's like, it is literally the worst thing to be in America and possibly in other countries as well, is an employee. You pay the most taxes, you get the least return. Uh, This is just striking home. Uh, please, I can't wait to see this slide.
2: Yeah, yep. so go ahead and put this slide up. So this is how we're taught, right? From 1933, the industrial age, school system, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then the whole history of go get a job. And you think that 2010, 11, 12 would have crushed this, but it didn't, it took the pandemic. And even now people still think this is gonna be like the, the path. And so if you notice on this slide, this is what we're taught and why it's so difficult to jump across to live corporate life. And so I, I actually say, I don't teach like, a program. I teach a lifestyle because once mm-hmm. you start living corporate life for you and your family, um, you don't go back. Yeah, yeah. So let me show you this and then we can dig okay. in on a little more questions. Cool. So, this is American numbers. If you make 80,000 or more, you're in the top 25% uh, of income earners. And that's a two household family. So, don't tell me that's a lot of money.
1: No, when it is not. the
2: worst kind of money, because mm-hmm. it's the most taxed, to your point earlier, it's the most taxed income, so 40, 50%. You put up these numbers in Canada, it's 50 to 60%. Oh, cool. but they have free healthcare, horrible healthcare. No, I mean, you don't even want that. But then you have this funny little vehicle called the 401k. So the very people, this is hysterical, okay? the very people who paid you your check and took all the taxes out are gonna hand you, you're gonna hand them back to your money and say, here, some other employee that works here should invest my money. No, millionaires should work with your money, right? right? Other alternative investment specialists should work. So people just get trapped in this little pattern, then they go on vacation, you know? And then they (laughs) are taught. um, and this is honestly because Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman get a lot of press, but debt and credit cards are bad. There's nothing farther from the the truth. And then everyone thinks retirement's a goal. Retirement by definition, is an agricultural word that means to put cattle to pasture to die. Bad goal. And then you file taxes in April. So this is what we're taught. This is what's real. If so You want to be rich, wealthy. And this is really, you can say, well, what's different? Go ahead and put the corporate income up. And then I want to compare the, the solopreneur because it's right down the middle and it right. doesn't give you any benefits. So companies make money. Now, here's the easiest way I teach it. Companies make money. Your S-Corp, C-Corp, LLC, those are names... If you're listening from other parts of the world, you might have a proprietary limited or a corporation or a partnership or limited proprietary. You can tell I've done this all over the world. I've had these companies all over the world, Um, but your company makes money and individuals get taxed, right? There's the game. So as a solopreneur, you're not getting any benefit. You're getting a C, you're getting a schedule C, which is about 20, 30 level deductions. When you are a company and you make money, an entrepreneur, true entrepreneur, a hustle, right? Yeah, eighty-one thousand pages of tax code. Yep. And then a solo four hundred one k is your own company, so like your own S, your own C, you can have your own qualified plan. You control it, and it's a huge deduction. Fifty-six thousand dollars can be put away for yourself in that. You'll never go on a vacation again. I'm gonna teach you how to do everything with business trips. Your children will work for your company. Your children will have Roth IRAs. Debt and credit cards are critical. I mean, my gosh, we are not. Uh, digital currency is not coming. It's here, and guess what it looks like a credit card. So mm-hmm. if you have an aversion to debt and credit card, especially now, I mean, SBAs, EIDLs, all this money is free. It's free, yep. And you're not yep. taking this free money and investing it for more money. I got people arbitraging those EIDLs all over the country. Mm-hmm. And then you never retire, you are free. And you file tax. Here's the big one. Uh, you, file co- you file taxes. September is your corporate filing. October is when you file so I can just ask one question again and I know exactly where people are so when do you file taxes and they'll say April I'll say yeah. yep you aren't living corporate life so right. this is a lifestyle that we we are a family-based organization I have a my my son's now 22 he's becoming a CPA in finance and my daughter's 15 and we live corporate life I have a book coming out how they became millionaires how I made the millionaires that'll be out in April of 2022 very actually. cool. Our, when we're launching right now, uh, it'll be out. So it's critical. So when you say solopreneur, it's right down the middle because you're operating under your social security number. You're still paying, you still have one source of credit. See each company can have corporate credit. I mean, when people say they can't get money, I know they don't know what they're doing because mm-hmm. there is so much money available. There's funding available. There's corporate structure, credit available. There's so much available if you knew how to do it right. So do I have a little bit to say about solo versus <laughs> I have a lot? Well, you're, to-
1: you're kind of caught in the middle a little bit as well. As solopreneurs working really hard, it seems like. They don't necessarily have maybe some of the the benefits, if you will, of a, uh, of a, of a company or the security of a company. They're working even harder and they're in the same boat. And this is particularly true with the gig economy. I mean, the gig economy and having now everybody wanting to be, quote unquote, they say an entrepreneur, but they're really just consultants. And there's nothing wrong with it, by the way. I mean, I don't want to downgrade anybody that's doing it. Right. But can it be a pathway to entrepreneurship to get to where you just talked about on the screen?
2: It can be. Uh, I would just encourage people to go there quickly. Okay, go really okay. fast, go as fast as you can. And the only way I know how to do it is to tell like I've had a mentor since I was 17. I get mentored, I still have mentors. I cannot imagine being in business and money when there's no school that teaches anything that I just showed you on that screen. No school mm-hmm. teaches that. My son is getting a double, a double degree and a minor, right? Huge school in Georgia, right? Finance, accounting, management, not been taught one thing I just taught you on that screen.
1: Right. have oh, been absolutely. taught how
2: to be an employee be an employee for somebody else, but not run those companies. That's where he has to come home
1: <laughs> So really what you're talking about is changing the mentality from like right now. now. So I know some of our audience, they are solopreneurs. That's why I want to make sure that they understand that. If they are already there, they can make the leap. So I want to understand how like they can right do now. that. And like if right they're now. contemplating and saying, I don't know where to start yet, we have some folks there uh, as well, then w- where do you start? Can you start right with the corporate uh, income? Have
2: to. In fact, the, 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 those who upgrade to the VIP with us um, wow. are gonna get a complimentary session with my corporate entity team. Oh, wow. Okay, We're that's awesome, by three. the way. Wow. Yes. And you don't want to go to LegalZoom or the $99 store or any of those things because you don't get all the corporate documents and the banking mm-hmm. regulations are so significant. When you walk in, they're gonna want your operating agreement, your secretary of state has to be done right, yep. your compliance has to be done right. So it's a little more money, but it's done right. And a lot of those are just going to like click off an LLC. It drives me crazy. I get a lot of people who've made that decision, you know, Ken, to go from solo and they just go do it by themselves. And then we still got to clean up that little mess. You, you, d- you need get to get some, some guidance
1: on this. Yeah. Because if you set it up wrong to begin with, then you just have headaches down the road. So there's the part, part one is just getting it set up, right? And and set it up. In other words, it's got to be an LLC. It's got to be a C Corp and yeah. S Corp. It's got to be something that, that and by the way, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, ha- I get asked this question all the time. Yeah. Should I be an LLC? Should I be a S corp Should I be a C-Corp? I don't know if you want to tackle that uh, in today's session or not, but, but three, I'm just curious. I'm going to
2: let everybody who goes to VIP is going to have a one-on-one. This is not okay. a, well, this So is they'll get one-on-one. guidance there. And, but I'll give you a little, I'll give you some clues. Okay. Right? So cool. I used to have a 415 area, area code too. I lived in San Francisco. I love California. I hate it for corporate structure. Yeah. Um, so... Depending on, there's about four or five states that are rough. They're rough to live there, so I moved to Nevada right away. Lived in Lake Tahoe, grew, had to grow my family on the Nevada side. Yes, um, immediately because of not only state taxes, just your ability to to move. Right, I'll say that. So there are LLCs are good for real estate. I can tell you for investments, you want them for operating. Like if you and I did a project together, we'd probably have an LLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, S corps are good operating companies. Just so I'll give you general terms. Here's a big one, big, big, big one that most people don't talk about is the C-Corp. The yeah. C-Corp is not a, a flow through. It's a complete independent. And most Entity. of our advanced yeah. clients, they'll put their database, which is sellable. They'll put their brand. They'll put their IP like that game. I have a Millionaire Maker game. I have five New York Times bestsellers all in, all inside the C. Okay. All my URLs. How about that? A lot of you don't even protect your URLs properly. Yeah. So, so it's all
1: protected all in the C-Corp.
2: Totally protected. Yep. Got and, it. And, and here's the here's the real strategy. Guess who does business with your C corp? Only your companies. Ah, got it. Highly protected. Highly protected. So I mean, we're the most litig- litigating, you know, ridiculous country in the world. But crazy. Um, yeah, but that C corp, when it doesn't do business with anybody but your other companies, it gets it pretty protected. Which means your database, your intellectual property, your URLs, like the most significant things that are important to you doesn't do business with the front facing public so they can't be sued they can't be leaned they can't be you know taken this is just
1: this is basic 101 protection yeah. and keep yourself clean uh and make sure you, um, in terms of I want to talk a bit about building assets as well because you know when you're a solopreneur you don't think about building assets you're out there serving whoever you're serving every day i'm all into like assets 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 i'd, I'd love to get your perspective yeah. on What does that mean? Because I got to, at the end of the day, have something to resell. Otherwise, I don't become a millionaire or a billionaire, right? I think. Correct.
2: Correct. Well, and the fastest way to become a millionaire, uh, and I talk about this a lot when when people first join us, is you got to break the pattern of making spending. Like we, as a world, as a world, we're in a make, spend, make, spend, make, spend. And no one puts money away. The pattern has to be make, invest, and not make, save. A lot of people say, well, I'm going to save it. No, save for what? save yeah. for, for what save saving is a horrible word it's like budgets or like diets oh, wow saving. you're
1: that's it you're yeah this
2: is interesting savings because is no, like a, I, a, this is exactly
1: a, the opposite of what we're taught
2: a totally opposite like, what's a savings like saving for what a, a, a rainy day that's just bs like there's no sense like what like, oh so you're going to get an umbrella i mean i just kind of get real literal about it <laughs> and i say like all that's crazy so you're going to invest in what? So one of the first activities I give a lot of my folks who say, I want to be a millionaire or they're a millionaire. and want to go bigger is if you had a million bucks, how would you invest it? Not spend Mm -hmm. it, invest it. Mm -hmm. Would you buy real estate? Would you buy an RV park? Would you buy storage? Would you buy crypto? Would you buy a Ford dealership or an auto dealership? Would you buy the auto body shop in town? Would you buy the coffee shop? What would you buy? And it's just like that that um, red car theory, you know, how many red cars did you see today? You're like, well, I haven't seen right. any. All of a sudden you see red cars. It's the exact same thing yeah. with asset allocation. If you don't say I'm going to go buy real estate, guess what? You're never out looking. If you yep. don't say I want to go buy an alternative investment, you're never out looking. So I have our, my clients really get clear. They can change their mind, but make uh-huh. a decision that making and investing is the pattern to wealth. Make it and put it away. Make, I mean, invest in something where it's, you know, got 10, 12, 18,
1: 24, 40%. So invest it. And and do you believe that if I invest in my business? And I very much believe this myself, I actually don't invest in other businesses per se. I invest in the stock market, I invest in the bond market, I invest in real estate. I I get asked a lot of times to invest in companies and I say no, because you know, I mean, this is me and I we've never talked about this before. But I I kind of say, I'm investing in my business. I love your business, it's great. But I want to put all my resources in developing, and not—I don't just have one business; I have multiple businesses. I want to put my money in myself. Is that a good idea? And how do you—how how does that how you balance do you it?
2: That? In the beginning, okay. in the beginning, you do. Later, um, you want the diversification because if something happens to you then and and you're a cog in the wheel. Now yeah. if you're just a chairman or sitting on board and, and things are moving, um, then that's different. But if you are the if you are the cog in the wheel and it requires you to churn and burn, then it gets rough. So I, I'm actually a huge shark. I mean I've I got businesses with Karen Kevin Harrington and some of the other sharks. Like <laughs> I, I've been sharking for a while before okay, they gave so us a name. You, so you I got- do like it, but I know how to run companies. So Bingo. I like I like staying up above though. I don't get down in the operational detail. I love, I'm usually the marketer. I love to sell. I mean, that's just what I do. What you do, um, But also selling is capital raising. So I i love teaching people how to break that pattern. I love educating. So the other thing, and, and, and to speak to that, like I always say, I do about three to five things really well. And back to that solopreneur, you only do, you should only do three to five things really well. Mm -hmm. So I am of the belief, which almost every mentor that has taught me, strengthen your strengths, hire your weaknesses, which means you got to make enough money to hire the team if you're not good at it. And don't get good at it. Don't go to class to go learn bookkeeping. You hire that. I mean, I have a finance accounting degree. I don't do bookkeeping anymore. I (laughs) oversee it. I don't do it. I don't put my right, hands right. on the keyboard and go tippy, tap, tap to the invoices. I don't even, I don't even know how to log on anymore. I wouldn't
1: you're not adding on. value in doing that. Hey, you're, you're probably not as good at it as other people that do okay. it every day are. Yep. And what you're good at, you wanna apply all of the time that you have uh, to building your business as well. I, I'm, I'm curious to know how how does, how does one kind of like, you know I, let's say I don't have a lot of money uh, I, and that's why I've been stuck in solopreneur land so long. How do I break out of that and get into the entrepreneur? I know I have to take some risks, so I have to be emotionally ready for that, um, but also financially ready as well. How do I do that?
2: You know, my first funny answer when people say, what do I do? I said, go make money.
1: Yeah. And so, <laughs> <'Cause>
2: I, it's <laughs> actually really money.
1: true, by the way.
2: Go <laughs> make it. And so actually the gift I'm giving folks at the end um, is it's called the Millionaire Intensive. And it has a marketplace attached to it where people come and they are, you will be taught to make money through zoom online during the event. We've had thousands. I have like the, the, our world leader so far, we started this ever since the pandemic, April, 2020, we brought back out and dusted off what we call my three days to cash. And we teach you a very specific way to interact, to make money. Right. I'm going to ask you what you want. I'm going to tell you what you, you know, repeat to you what you need. We're going to have an alignment about that. And I'm going to ask for money and be very clear about it. And then as a woman, I think women, women, is, mm. they always say, well, if you're interested, call me. No, that's not a sales technique. That's, nobody's <laughs> going to call you if they're interested. Yeah. You have to sell them. You have to create value. So I'm going to teach them how to make money. And it is the strategy. You have to make money. You know, the the, the challenge I see with a lot of solopreneurs, because back to, if you think about that slide I showed, we're so uh, employee trained. Right. So I don't know how many clients I get. They're writing their book. And I said, well, did you sell your book first? Well, no, 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 it's not written. I said, exactly. You need to be pre-selling it to see if the market even wants it. Right. Why are you, why are you building an eight week webinar that no one's paid you for? Why are you building anything that no one pays you for? So I am a very aggressive, go make money, pre-sell, make deposits, make sure that people want it in the market, then go build it, build it. I guarantee they're not coming. Now you're stuck with something that's fixed. I don't know how many clients I have that book. So I'm like, and you didn't pre-sell any of them? Like we're right. pre-selling thousands of our book and we've got four over four months to launch yet. Right. Thousands right. and thousands of books. And then we focus group. We, we went back out to our buyers, our pre-buyers and said, hey, so excited you got the book. What would you want us to talk about? You know, I'm going, to, I'm going to tell my story about how I made my kids millionaire. My partner's going to say how he made his kids millionaires. What do you want to know about how to make your kids millionaires? And then you get input. So guess what? The final, final edits are going in the second week of January. Right. We so it's ever- already
1: incorporated. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I know that it's going to be a bestseller. That's how I nail them.
1: And you know what? Entrepreneurs make this mistake so often, which is build it and they will come. And it's like, no, and I, you know, I recently started a software business, uh, it was about a year ago, and we probably spent, you know, six months before we ever put a line of code in, just talking to people, equivalent to maybe a consumer focus group, we just did B2B, and I called everybody I knew, I got out to LinkedIn, I called people I didn't know, and I just started pitching them the idea, and I'm watching the, and I'm still doing it right now, now that my MVP is going to come out in February, I'm like, I'm, I'm still talking to people and I'm like, I didn't think, I didn't think of personalization in the way that you're talking about it while it's in the product. I'm not even talking about it in my deck. That happened yesterday morning, right? Exactly what you're talking about happened to me. Entrepreneurs need to be able to finesse their, or solopreneurs and entrepreneurs need to be able to finesse their business into what's called kind of, this is a technical term, the product market fit right? That, that people got to, you, know, you got to solve a problem, right? Yep. Uh, yep. You know, um, I, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about it because I, I, s- entrepreneurs trying to get to that problem, I have to tell you, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs on their business plans and other things, and yep. actually trying to get to the actual problem they're trying to solve, they struggle with. I'm wondering yep. your perspective on that.
2: Uh, I would agree. I would agree. And, I, and here's the other part that I would expand to is they solve a problem. Like, I mean, I solve the problem of people learning money, right? Let's just mm-hmm. put some simple terms, common sense. Yes, what is money? How do you work with money? What's a PL? What's a balance sheet? How do you create and fix patterns? I mean, what I would consider debits and credit cards, credit, I mean, okay. all this like stuff. But where do you talk? You're not taught any of this. But 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 it's evolved. Mm-hmm. right? And I think too many people solve a problem, and then they haven't evolved the conversation of the problem. So I would be remiss to not bring in cannabis, hemp, cryptocurrency, like all of this is part of money, especially digital currency. I mean, it's going to be how we're going to transact. So yeah. like, I think a lot of people who solved a problem before, they don't know how to be agile to like continue to solve the problem. That's today's problem in the conversation in my life about money, about so, whatever you're solving. So I think I think a lot of people are stuck because they're solving a pro, an old problem.
1: An old it's problem, right. yeah. So you have to continue, old even problem. if you're in business right now, we got entrepreneurs that are in business right now, they've been in business maybe five, 10, 15 years. They have to continue to evolve their business plan, the problem they're solving, the solution has to be manipulated. Otherwise they kind of die, right?
2: hundred exactly. percent. And your point, like what problem is exactly like what you've been doing, what I teach people to do is you have to get out and talk to people. You cannot go into a little vacuum. That's... You can't go into your little room. You can't go to an island and go write a book or or, or make up a product. You have to be out with people. What yeah. are the problems they're having? What problem can you solve? And I'll tell you where most people that don't want to have and build a big business, they're missing what I call the common sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much common sense business. People need help. Like, I mean, moms that are like, that want to be entrepreneurs, right? They need help at home, right? And so I hire somebody else's company. I don't, you know, I, I have a ton of home help. I don't, I don't do any of that. You know what? And my company works, their company works for my company. My company is a client of their company. So when you think company to company relationship, you really start redefining how things work. But think of the simple things that people have problems with right they need a lot done for them yep and a lot i think too many people can they want to have some you know magnificent new thing and i always say, you know a lot of money's made I, in the basics you know what people need they they need their pool clean they need their lawn mower. they need their kids drove around they right. need they need a lot of basic stuff that's not difficult companies. And I got I got millionaires in every one of those categories.
1: Oh, I believe it. Um, I believe it. That's where the m- real money is made. I mean, everybody, you know, and I, I'm out here in San Francisco and people fantasize about being, you know, the next Apple, the next Elon Musk, the ne- next whatever. And it's kind of like, yeah, there are those inventions and there are there are. There are some cases where there's this evolutionary or, or, or revolutionary, I should say. But a lot of business and a lot of business ideas are just tweaks on existing ideas that you're kind of just shaping into your own. Some of them mundane. You can make a lot of money in mundane businesses, right?
2: Nothing. A lot of money. A lot of money yeah. in the boring stuff. And people say, I have to have the sexy stuff, the, the intriguing stuff. It's like, no, some people, it's just the boring stuff. It's You know boring- what? And if you
1: get the underlying mm-hmm. foundation right, yeah. It, 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 then you can actually build some of that because you can, as you get your foundation of your company going, then if you want to have an offshoot, possibly of something that differentiates, you know, you should always be differentiated no matter how you are, you're going at it, but something that's new and unique or something that's a little bit out there, you can test those things because you have the resources in which to do it, right?
2: Correct. And yeah. you know, I'm going to say, I got to speak to one that's super mundane, super yeah. mundane and highly needed, highly needed tutoring.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: In, in this environment with the amount of people Zooming and the kids and the parents don't know how to teach, there's like nope. a methodology to, to like, you know, to learning behavior. And so teachers, you know, parents trying to do this, I'll tell you the, and they don't even have to be a teacher to do it. That's the good news. If you just love the teaching and you're actually are good at it. I have, I mean, from my son, he was making 75 bucks an hour being math tutor. Yeah. I mean, I have people that I always say the bell curve right? The special needs and the uh, special gifted, like those, mm-hmm. there's so much money. And guess what? Out here in this environment, you don't have to have a teacher's license. You don't have to have any of that. You just have to be darn good at what you're doing and create a result for people. There are so many, again, I, I, I always go to the basics because so many people like that, that sexy thing. And I said, we'll get to the sexy thing. But here's we'll my other theory about the solopreneur and entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. If you can't do something simple, simple like my first business in college um because i had a scholarship but i had to also work my way to pay for it because i went to private school um you know i i like saw my friends get jobs and i'm like i grew up at a farm so it was very entrepreneurial like and i i was always in the gym and i saw these people walking around and this is like the mid 80s and i I looked at the owner i said what are they doing he said that's called personal training i said how much do they make and he said 40 bucks an hour I said, I'm a personal trainer today, literally on that day. <laughs> nice. I said, I know it more than You're they right. know it. I work out more than, but I'm saying like it was basic. And then I did right. like do the basic stuff and, and learn to be, here's the lesson, do the basics, do the easy, become a darn good entrepreneur, mm-hmm. learn marketing. You don't have to do it, but you have to lead it. You have to lead learn. a marketing team. You have to lead the sales team. You have to lead the accounting team. So if you can't do the simple stuff, how do you ever? think you're going to be an amazing entrepreneur with a difficult product or a challenging or a technical product, like in your case, like technology and fintechs. I own a fintech company. It's rough. Yeah, like there's so many details to that. So if you don't know the basics, so I always groom families in, do the simple stuff. We'll grow into the more sophisticated stuff. But if you can't do the basics as a good entrepreneur in a corporation, doing the right tax filing, just doing it right, why would you even like, you know,
1: don't, don't even yeah. Don't even go. And, you know, I think some entrepreneurs and some I I, I I I know some entrepreneurs have blocks in terms of some of those basics or a lot of blocks because the number one request that I get is for my financial planning package. Uh, now it's not financial planning in terms of your business. I mean, it's just it's your three year financial forecast. I have a model for it. I have some videos on it. I coach people through it, um, and it's great. But they 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 always that, that that's where they come to me because they have this block that they don't know how to do finances i just think that entrepreneurs know more than they know how do they over how do you get them to overcome this fear that they don't know as much as they know where these blocks how do you get them to overcome their blocks
2: well so 1999, 2000, uh, when I started, you know, my own business, I left the rich dad, poor dad, I started a mastermind. I mean, mastermind before masterminds became a thing of masterminds because I just love Napoleon Hill style. And you talk to each other. And I've joined, I don't know how many millions of dollars. I cannot tell anybody out there, if you want to be a wealth builder, you better hang out with wealthy people. People always say, how do you want to, if you want to be a millionaire, you better hang out with us. You have no idea. (laughs) You don't know how we think. You don't know how we spend our money. You don't know how, even just our lifestyle, like our decision-making, you need to be close to us. And that's how I got it. Like I just consumed, and I didn't do a lot of this. I was one of those who got on airplanes. I flew wherever I needed to fly in the world. And I sat side by side by some of the greatest people in the world because that's how I learned it. There's like adult learning theory will like, you know, support this all day long. Adults learn by modeling. So you get modeling. You get modeling of other successful entrepreneurs. I don't know how many times i lived in other people's offices. You know, people would, like Dan Kennedy's one of my greatest, greatest, more recent mentors. I love going to Dan's office. I love seeing the books. I love watching his library. I love how, I love watching his work pattern. You can see their work pattern. You can see how their office is laid out, how their team works. If you do not immerse yourself in being a darn good entrepreneur and like be with other people, -hmm. Pay that time to have that mind, that mastermind. Um, It's critical. I don't. I don't know a faster way than immerse yourself, get mentors, and get mastermind.
1: That is such a. I mean, that's such a great piece of advice. And I think sometimes as an entrepreneur, we think of ourselves, right, and that we have to have all the knowledge, and we aren't going to have it. It's no way. We got to get out there and interact. Uh, I think those. That's some really, really great stuff. Any last um, thoughts? Anything else that we want to kind of cover? Uh, before we wrap up and go to the VIP
2: offer? Because you've covered
1: like yeah. so much. <laughs>
2: well, I got to go back to make money. I mean, okay. just try a whole bunch of things. Like, you know, I call it the 21st century lemonade stand. You know, you don't have to be the sophisticated influencer. Like just try a whole bunch of stuff. And to that point... You don't have to be an influencer for, I became a millionaire with selling not only Robert and Sharon's stuff, the rich dad, poor dad stuff. Mm -hmm. Once I started selling it, then people want to text. So then I sold Sandy Buckin and then I sold, that's how I got to know Zig Ziglar. So I sold 18 other people's stuff, which is how I got to know all the guys, Robert Allen, Mark Hansen. I got to know all the the team, right? The big guys, because I sold their stuff Mm -hmm. because I didn't have any stuff. And I think so many people think they have to be the, the one with the content. It took me a long time. I didn't write my first like big bestseller, The Millionaire Maker, till 2006. Yeah. I've been in this game since 1996. It was 10 years for me to marinate and develop. So like, but I didn't have to stay like a solopreneur. I figured this out. I said, well, I'm going to sell the people stuff until I get stuff. Yep. And you know what? Right. If you never get stuff, some of the greatest entrepreneurs... Represent other people's brands, yeah. so I just I would put that in there because I think there's so many people in this era of social media and influencers and blah blah blah. You don't have to be that. Just get on a team and support that brand to be great. Earn yourself some equity. That's how you earn yourself some ownership in the yeah. table.
1: Yeah, and, you know what? I, I just felt the audience and myself go uh, like we took us almost. It's almost a sigh of relief that we don't have to be influencers uh, because a lot of us, including myself, we don't know how to do that, right? I mean, necessarily. <laughs> And you know, if it happens and we start to communicate our own stuff or we develop our own stuff, that's great. But there, And this, this holds true with even a, like a product business, a software company or what have you. You don't have to build 100% of your own product, right? Mm-hmm. You can actually, even in a software world, you can partner yeah. with five other software companies and yeah. all of a sudden you're, you're the one bringing it all together. That's a business called a systems yeah. integrator, right? Uh, it, it, nice. and, and that's just a silly example in my industry, but I'm sure there are a million examples that you've seen uh around the same idea of just partnering and that partnering you're using other people's brand name but you just said right to then boost yourself up that then just helps you proliferate going forward what a great strategy
2: so this is laurel and you've been listening to my podcast if you've enjoyed this i have a couple things you can do that are completely up to you number one take my quiz go to integratedwellsystems.com and take the quiz you will find that there's one of four personalities financial personalities we call them that you're going to fall into So as you take the quiz, it'll actually go through and identify, are you, you know, uh, in stagnant cash flow, right? Are you overpaying taxes? Do you have debt issues? You know, are you a lifestyle junkie? Where are you? And then from there, it goes to a video that actually gives you some solutions on how to correct that problem. So again, go to integratedwealthsystems.com, take my quiz, and we'll go from there.